Today's daf is daf Samach Gimel. We are holding uh, about ten lines up on Samach Beis and Beis at the two dots. We said in the Mishnah that Meruba midas tashlume kefal midas tashlume arbel chamisha that there are greater applications, more widespread applications for the penalty of kefal, the double payment, than there are for dalad vehei. And what do we say? Is because Kefal applies both by animate and inanimate objects, whereas Dalad Vehei only applies by a shore and a set. Samara wants to know, Minanamili, from where do we know that that is the case? Where do we know that the din of Kefal applies both inanimate and, uh, and, uh, and animate objects? So the Gemara says like this, the Tanabon, we learned in a Brysa. Now bear in mind, the brysa that we're going to be discussing over here is talking about a case of a shomer. A person was given something to watch and we're going to see whether it actually was stolen from him or it is. He claimed that it was stolen from him, but based on the limud that we apply in that case, from there we're going to see that the din of gneva applies by all objects, whether it be animate or inanimate objects. That is the source we're going to be learning. So it's interesting, it's not a passage that directly discusses right now Gneva. There is going to be opinion that learns if you learn of it, but it's one that's learned out from the laws of Shomer, and we apply it to a law of a regular din of a Ganav. So Tanar Abonan, Alkol Dvarpesh, of all cases of liability, which is a klal, that implies a general status that we're talking about all things that, uh, all items that involve the liability being discussed. Al shor al chamor al se al salma regarding an ox, a donkey, a sheep, or a garment. Now that's much more specific. That is a prat. Whereas the first opening statement, al kol pesha, that is a klal. It was a general statement. Here it gets into specifics, uh, and then it says al kol aveda, including all cases of loss. That's chazar v'cholal. That goes back to being a klal again. So what is the rule? I think it's the sixth of the, uh, the, the hermeneutical principles that Shatorn addresses by him. It says, Klau, Pratu Klau, we have a general rule with a specific in between, followed by a general rule. So therefore, it's not open to all items. However, it's not limited specifically to the items that are listed in the specifics, but the items and the specifics define for us these type of characteristics that should be included in the general rule. So ma'aprat mefurish davar metaltel. If you look at the common denominator, the, uh, the, 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 that which the specifics have in, 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 in common, first of all, they are all davar metaltel. They're all movable items. Shor chamor se salma are all movable items. The gufa maman, and they have intrinsic value. They have intrinsic value. We'll see there's certain items that you can use for claiming money, but they don't themselves have intrinsic value. So I've called over, so therefore the din that we're saying over here, the din of the parsha that you're going to have to pay kefal applies specifically if it's davratal to the gufa mamun. Yatsukarkos, which is then to the exclusion of land. Land has intrinsic value, but land is not metal, so it's not movable. Shein metal, so it doesn't move. Yatsavadim. Shehuk Shulukarkos, Avadim, generally what the rule is, since the Torah says 
by an Evet Knan, if he's Nechaltem, Osam, Acharechem, Levnechem, that the Torah says that you bequeath them to your children like Reshaz Achuza, like a piece of property. They have the same status of property. And just as we saw, property over here does not have a din of Kefal, neither do Avodim, Evet Knani, and Yatza Shtaros, and also IOUs. A star, a star is a letter uh, that was written, a, a, a document, a loan document. It itself does not have, it's movable, but it does not have intrinsic value. What you do with it is what uh, is, is its value, but not intrinsically that it has value. So Yatza Shtaros, even though they're movable, and Gufan Momon, they themselves do not have the intrinsic value. And Yatza Hegdesh, and Hegdesh is also excluded from Kefal because Re'eyuksiv, the Pasuk talking about over here, uh, the, the theft is referring to, uses the word uh, Re'eyu. Yeshalem Shnayim, Kefal is paid Re'eyu. Re'eyu excludes Hegdesh, Hegdesh is not your friend, and therefore you don't pay Kefal by Hegdesh. Okay, now, so that's the Gemara wants to answer. That is what the source of our Mishnah, when the Mishnah makes the statement that Kefal applies both inanimate and animate objects. So that is the, this is the source which is written in the Parsha of the Shomrim. Now they want to ask the following question, which is going to have to be clarified, very difficult question, as to uh, the one who wants to limit that the, the specifics, at least the animals that are mentioned in the specifics, what are they? Shor, Chamor, and Seh, what they have a unique characteristic between those three is that when they die, the Nevela transmits Tuma either through direct contact or through carrying. So I've called Magvamasa. So therefore, maybe only pay careful for those items that have that characteristic, that commonality of that it's Metamavamagavamasa, which would be but birds, we're going to see that birds do not transmit tumor. The nevel of a bird does not transmit tumor through maga and masa. If it is the bir- if it is the nevel of a kosher bird, then through swallowing a piece of the nevel, the person becomes tame. If it's a non-kosher bird, the person doesn't become tame at all from the nevel of a non-kosher bird. The point is, so how do you know birds? You pay careful. Now, Morris says like this, one second. How can you separate the animals in there, which it's true they have the concept of their nevelas and tamagvamasa, but there was a fourth character, a fourth prat mentioned in there, which was salma, which was garments. Now garments, there is no concept of nevela being matamavamagavamasa. So what gives you the right to look at the animals separately and the garments? Isn't the shot that we have to look at all four together and the commonalities apply to all four, which therefore you should be able to include birds because I, what about the fact that it's not matamavamagavamasa? It doesn't have to be matamavamagavamasa because a garment's not matamavamagavamasa. So when I say, Amad Hachi, can you ask, even ask such a question? How are you able to do that? Does it not mention garment in the Pasuk? So Amri, so the Bnei Yeshiva answered, Anan bebalachayim kamrinon. Right? Because we are discussing, the, we're focusing on the, the animal parts of the Pratim. We're focusing on the animal part that's uh, so, so, uh, 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 the, and, and, and Ema, and therefore we should say, bebalachayim, excluding 
the, the, the excluding birds. Now your question was that what right do you have to go ahead and separate them out? Why don't we say it's the common denominator between all the items in there, including garment? So, Now, it's a big machlokas, Rashi and Tosas, what this means here. We're going to go with Rashi's shot. Rashi learns that because it's true, generally, if there is one or two items mentioned in the prat, so then we'd use those items together. What's the common denominator between either the one item that's in there or if it's two items in there? When you have four items that are mentioned in there, then the way that you have to, you don't look at all, you don't need the commonality of all four. You can break it up and it becomes a cloud prat with each one, the cloud and the prat of, of each one in and of itself. You don't have to create the commonalities between all four because there's so many of them. Tosus does not agree with it. He says that the examples where we see we don't say such a thing. But the point is, the way Rashi learns it over here, since, since there are so many of them, there's four pratim, that uh, requires that you don't look at the commonality between all four, but you can break them up into separate groups. And once you can break them up into separate groups, then you can say is, well, on the animals of the group, this is the common denominator. On the non-animate items of the group, that's the common denominator, but they don't have to all four share same common denominators. They can be broken up. So therefore, we can look at each one as its own on its own without the common denominator of all four. So they're And then it would come out that birds would not be included because from the uh, animal portion of the prat, there would only be things that are metamba not alphos, which are not metamba within the veil of a magamasa. So what it says like this. So what it says, in K, if in fact the whole point was just to exclude birds, if that's what you wanted to gain, so then Nechtov Rachmanachat Prata. So why did you have to mention three types of animals to exclude birds? Why don't you just mention one of the animals to exclude birds? And I would have said, well, if the animal you mentioned is not Matamba Bemaga Bemasa, I'm sorry, the animal you mentioned, the Minavela, is Matamba Bemasa, that alone would exclude birds. Why do you have to mention all three? Right? So the more I want to point out, the fact that I mentioned all three is going to end up teaching us to include birds in Kefal, not to exclude. So I said one second. We had a very similar Gemara to this uh, uh, before. So what, 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 which one would you suggest that you would have written that could have had the same effect and also been to the exclusion of birds? Which one? Same kind, Nikhtav Rahmana Khat Prata. Hi, Nikhtav, which one do you want to write? Which words should Akarish Baruch Hu have written in the Pasuk? Ikas of Shor. Let's say you wrote Shor and you left out Chamor and Seh. So Ava Amina, I would have said, you know what's Chayv and Kefal, something that has similar characteristics to a Shor. What is a unique characteristic that Shor has? Karev Legabe Mizbeach. Shor can be brought on Mizbeach, which comes out every other animal that cannot go on the Mizbeach, you wouldn't pay Kefal for. So therefore, Karev Legabe Mizbeach in, Shein Karev Legabe Mizbeach, Okay, fine. 
So therefore, so then write chamor. Chamor is, does not get brought on the Mizbech. So you wouldn't be able to eliminate all animals that don't go on Mizbech. So write chamor. So fine. But if you would have only written chamor, because of Rahman chamor, Hava Amina, I would have thought, chamor has a unique characteristic that's not shared by all animals. What is that? Kaddish B'Pachor, the shor, the firstborn of the shor, of the chamor, the firstborn of the chamor, I'm sorry, if you've written chamor, is it has the sanctity of B'Chor. It has to be redeemed of its Kedusha. That excludes a lot of animals that don't have that characteristic. So therefore, Kaddish B'Chor in, Shein Kaddish B'Chor low. So therefore, uh, Amri, okay, so Imke Nichtav Rachmana Shor Bechamor. So let's write both. You still didn't have to write all of them. Write Shor and Chamor, right? So you would have said, how do we know that it doesn't have to be brought on this back because it says Chamor, okay? So therefore, it says fine. So you have Shor and Chamor. So, and, and, uh, and, 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 and that would teach me that it's Kadosh, uh, that, that including Kadosh Bechor and, uh, and Chamor. And I guess, I guess the point is, so you still, uh, you need, Shara was to teach me that it doesn't have to come onto Mizbeach. Chamor would teach me that it is, uh, Chamor would teach me that it doesn't have to come onto Mizbeach. Shara, the reason you have to write Shara, you have to understand, why do I need to include Shara? Because it is Kaddish, it has the of Petr Chamor, so I guess that you would say, it's to be marred by something else, it's to include other things as well. So Gemara says like that, fine. So Selamali. So therefore, let's say it would include other animals, right? But still, so why do I have to write the word said? So you're including things that go on his back, things that have Kaddish Kedush and the fact that they're and Chamar together, maybe to include other animals, but other include animals would include said. Why do you have to write the word said? So, so therefore, Selamali, Shmami Noah, it comes to teach me, it must be says including something else that would not have been inclusive, you wrote Shor and Chamor. So we said Shor and Chamor together include both things that are brought in Mizbeach and things that are not brought in Mizbeach. Include those things that are Kadosh, that Begdusha's Rechem, and including things that are not Kadosh, Begdusha's Rechem, because if you only want to have things that are Kadosh, Begdusha's Rechem, you could have just written Chamor. Shor comes to tell me, must be including, or broadening it to all other kinds of animals. But all the other kinds of animals, then why do you have to write Seh? Comes to teach me Seh, what's broader than other types of animals, must be coming to include birds as well. Shmaminali Tuye Ophos. All right, so therefore, bottom line, what the Gemara has shown is that the, the, uh, if, that if, if, if you wanted to look at it like a, uh, a cloud prod to cloud, and even each one is considered to be a cloud prod, it still would not end up excluding birds, because the bottom line is you still wouldn't have had to write Shor, Echamor, and Aseh. The fact that you wrote Shor, Echamor, and Aseh is not to the exclusion of birds, it's the inclusion of birds, because otherwise Seh would not have been needed to be written. It would have been, you would have been able to learn what you need to learn and exclude birds without writing the word Seh. Comes to write the word Seh, must become to include birds. Or it says like this, but it... Uh, not for now. That's a separate question. We can ask that on every cloud protocol. We're not dealing with that right now. So one says like this. So therefore, so one says that, okay, fine. But even in birds, you have two separate types of categories. There's, there's birds that are kosher birds that the nevela make your tummy by when you eat. You swallow, goes there, uh, through your base ablia, you swallow at, at, at certain amounts, 
and when you swallow it, and I think it's an egg size or a vase up, then your chai becomes your, your whole your whole body becomes tummy. And then those birds from an avail of a non-kosher. So one says like this. So if seh is coming to include birds, maybe it's including birds were most similar to seh, which have a capacity to transmit somehow through their navela, through their carcass, a law a tumor. But non-kosher birds which don't have that, maybe you won't pay careful on non-kosher birds. For Amos, so let's say Rituya Ophis Tahorim, maybe it's only says coming to include only Ophis Tahorim, which are Dumi to say, which on some level are similar to a bird, because the Matama Begadam, I believe, because at least there is a tumor that it comes through the person and his clothing will become Tomei through the swallowing of a, 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 a piece of the nevela from a kosher bird. I will open the man, but non-kosher bird, the Laysbury tumor, they do not have this transmission of tumor. The Loma Tamid Bhana when you swallow a piece of non-kosher bird, you're over available for eating the vela, but you don't become tame and your clothes don't become tame from having swallowed it. So therefore, uh, 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 no, maybe uh, you would not have to pay careful. So it means the point we're trying to still over here, it, it, it still is that this idea that uh, this, that, he, that we look at it as separate cloud, but the cloud would still end up being inclusive of everything, which our Mishnah said, all Ben Ben Davish Yesh Baruch Haim. Davish Yesh Baruch Haim includes birds as well. How would you know birds that are uh, that are not similar to Seh, which is the case of non-kosher birds, which Namatama Tumas through the base of Leah? So Moses is like this. You're right. We're going about this completely the wrong way. The the pasuk, the opening pasuk, Al Kol Devar Pesha, Al Kol Devar Pesha, which we said that was going to be used utilizing the six. Of the uh, uh, the, um, the the uh, of the hermeneutical principles uh, that that Torah addresses by him is it's actually it's not at all a klal pratuchlal but that opening statement of kol needs to be viewed as a ribu. Your ribu is a much more inclusive tool. So this is actually the psukim we're going to see is a it's a one large ribui with the armiyutim the are specifics that are mentioned to exclude certain cases. But once you open it up to being a ribui, so then it's nothing to do with common denominators. We're not dealing with common denominators. Everything is included. Everything includes uh, birds, whether their carcasses are matamatum of or not matamatum, they're all included in the statement in the ribui. So says the says this call, when we say al kol dvar pesha, that call should have said alvar pesha. What if that call? Call is much more exclusive. It's not a klal pratachlal. It's actually a ribui. We're dealing with the usage of a ribui over here. Call is ribui yahu. Says the one, is that true? Whenever the Torah utilizes the word call, we don't look at it as a cloud pratachlal, but we use it as a ribui. Because hecha the cause of call is actually a ribui. So when it says like this, I'm going to show you a case where we use a cloud pratachlal to, uh, and we use the common denominators between the specifics, and it has in the ribui. It has, it has in the cloud the word call. We don't look at it as a reboy, as a general amplification, but we look at it as a generality to make a cloud brought to cloud. Now, this is discussing that when you uh, bring up your Maisa Shani money to your Shalayim, what items are you allowed to purchase with your Maisa Shani money? So it says as follows concerning Maisa, it says, call, it says the word call, because our Shinalai, and we do expound it as a cloud prat. And not as a ribui. The sanya we learned in a brisa of an asata kesev. 
says that you will give the money that you brought up to Yerushalayim, for anything that your heart desires, using the word kol, and that's a cloud. we're doing it as a cloud. we're not doing it as a reboot, it's dealt with as a cloud. part of the cloud, part of the cloud. Then it says babakar, for the ca- for whether it be cattle, sown sheep, yayin, whether it be wine, or sheikh, or sheikh, it's aged wine, that goes back to being a prat. And then it says, whatever your soul asks for, goes back to being a cloud. So we have over here the drushes of Tzachal, Prat Tzachal, Yetadan Elokein Prat, and we learn what are the common, the, the, the tags between the, those specifics that are mentioned in the Basak, the, the, the Pratim, that what is Ma'da, Ma'aprat, Mafurish, Pri, Mipri, these are things that can propagate its fruit from a fruit, meaning whether it be an animal that can give birth to another animal or a, 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 a produce that can pro, uh, proliferate within its, uh, with its, in its kind, so, uh, which Raji says excludes like salt and water, and then the Chazal understood that, 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 that uh, uh, kameim and pitrios, which are mushrooms, toadstools, don't have the capacity to propagate. They, they themselves naturally grow from, 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 the, from moisture, right? So therefore they would be excluded in being able to buy with Maizashani money. And it's Gedule Karkan, it's only things that nurture from the ground. Things that they take their nutrients and that they nurture, they grow from, from, from the ground. So those, that's what's being included. So of course, so too, that's the common denominator between them. So called Primi Pri, so anything that can grow, propagate Primi Pri, if you do the car, kind of nurtures from the ground. So anyway, but what do you see? We're making a cloud, Prata cloud, using the word call, and we're not looking at it as a reboot. So what it says like this, uh, that, that that's not apples to apples. In the case of uh, the, the uh, I'll call Pesha by the, 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 the case of the Shomer, which we're learning Kefal from, so there it says the word alcohol. Kol is left unadulterated. It's left un- it, is, it, it is not uh, changed in any way. In the passage by Meiser Shemi, it doesn't say that word kol. It says bechol. Now there's a difference. Why? Because bechol is, you're actually limiting from any. Kol on its own means any. That's, that can be as a reboy that's broader than a general cloud. Kol on its own. But in the case of Maizah Shani, it says Bechol. Bechol means from any that's not as broad as a ribuy, and therefore it's dealt with as a cloud for a cloud brought to cloud. So Amri Bechol, when it's in the case of Maizah, it says Bechol with a prefix of the base, which takes away a little bit from, from any, that's a cloud. A call in the case of the, uh, the, the Kefal situation, that's ribuya. that is the ribuy. So anyway, that's one answer of how we can say that, how do we know that, answering up our Mishnah, that all living things, basically everything is included in the parsha of Kefal. It's learned from a riboy because our called Varpesha, Kol includes all things for liability are included. Now, why I've mentioned specifics and then we'll have to get back to. But the point is, so that was the first answer we had to make the distinction between why Meiser used the word call. We said, because it says the word bit call over there, it doesn't use the word call on its own. Vibais Ema, call, call, You are right. Is the word call on its own or the word bakol, either way, should be viewed as a cloud. So what gives you the right now, in the case of Kefal, not to view it as a cloud, but to view it as a ribuy? The call specifically, in our case, you have a right 
to look at it more broader than a regular cloud, but to look at it as a ribu. Why? Because let's see. Sivmi Kara. There is an earlier Pasuk that also discusses the laws of Shomer. And we're going to see specifically talking about that when a Shomer is, uh, makes a claim to exonerate himself, something happened, he says that it was stolen, it was lost, in the case of Shomer Chinam, so he has to take an oath. So the Pasuk over there actually makes a Klau Pratuklau as to what things does he have to make the oath over. That's, that's a Pasuk that's written earlier in the Parsha, right? That's a Pasuk uh, number two in the Torah, uh, Shalem, I believe it is. Uh, where is it written over here? Uh, yeah, number two in the Kitan Ishal Re'eyu Kesev Akelim. Somebody gives it to his friend, money or vessels to guard. The Gunam Ebeis Eishna stolen from him. So it says over there, the thief is found. He has to pay uh, Kefal. Uh, one second. Right, and that, that's, that's a positive that it's referencing over there. Now the positive over there, it's all, that is already learned like a cloud, prata cloud. Ki yitain ish re'eyu is the cloud. Yitain ish, we give something to his friend, that's anything you can give. That's a, as broad as, uh, it could be anything that's given. Kesev akeli, money or vessels, that's much more specific, that's a prat. Lishmar, to safeguard, again, opening to safeguard, everything that's given to be safeguard. Hadar v'cholau. Uh, uh, that goes back to being a cloud. So therefore, so point is that since we already have in a parsha of Shomrim, which uh, specifically mentions Kefal, we're going to see it's also, it, it's, it's talking about making a shvur, but the point is that since it already mentions uh, a cloud brought cloud there, if the Pasuk a little later, one Pasuk later, two Pasuk later, wanted to also make a cloud Pratuklau, then why, why do you have to make another cloud Pratuklau? Just use the existing cloud Pratuklau that's already talking over there about the Shomer involving Kefal. And if you want to add more specifics, because those specifics are going to see at the end of the day, exclude Karka, then just include it. You should have put Shor, Seh, Chamor, Salma, included it into the existing cloud Pratuklau that already exists. Why does it have to write it again? Must be the fact that it's writing again. It can't be coming for another cloud brought to cloud. Because another cloud brought to cloud just put these specifics into an existing cloud brought to cloud that's written right before it. So must be this is more than just a cloud brought to cloud. In this case, the word call is used as a rebuy to include everything, not just as a cloud brought to cloud. That's the point it's making. So Isaac the Daiter Haich, the one that the Pasuk that we're dealing with, the Alkol Varpesha, which is Pasuk Ches. That before, I believe, is Pazik Vav. But two Pesukim later, Pazik Ches, again, is just trying to make another Klaal Prata Klaal to tell me what things you pay careful for through a Klaal Prata Klaal. So then, uh, so, uh, so, uh, so then why did it have to be, uh, if it's high called Varpesh, and Ami Lechlaal, Pratu also just coming for another Klaal Prata Klaal. Nichtov Rachmani Lahani Prata Gabehaich. Just take the specifics in Pazik Chet, the Shor, Chamor, Seh, Salma, and put it in the earlier Pasuk and use it as one big cloud Pratuklau to teach me whatever you would want to teach me over here as a cloud Pratuklau, right? So I got a high cloud Pratuklau of Al-Kol Varpesh Al-Amali. Why do you have to make another cloud Pratuklau? Obviously, this can't be just a redundancy making another cloud Pratuklau. 
obviously what it's telling me over here that this is not just a call of and the call should not be dealt with as a call of but the call should be dealt with as a ribuy, which is much more encompassing. Shmamina, that's over here, ribuyahu. So therefore, basically, we have two reasons, two different answers as to how do we know over here it's not just a standard cloud, brought to cloud, either because there's a difference between the call and call, or because even if there's no difference, but there's no need for a redundancy of a second cloud, brought to cloud. If you could just put the specifics in the earlier one, must be this is coming to be a ribuy, which is much broader than a cloud, brought to cloud. Now they want to ask the question that we've been alluding to before. So now you're telling me that it's a reboy. I'll call Pesha, you have to pay KFO. That means all things are included in the liability. So then why does the Torah have to mention the specifics? So what do you have to include? Shor, Hamor, Seh, Salma, what do you have to include those things for? So now when you have a reboy with a miyut, the way with darshan is that each miyut each spec- specification excludes one particular case. As opposed to a cloud pratiklau, where it's, you look for the tags they have in common, and that defines the cloud when it's done, dealt with as a reboy, when it's a reboy with a mute, with a reboy afterwards, the way the mute does, it excludes one case. Each mute excludes one type of case. So therefore, let's see. So therefore, someone says, Hani Lichan, one mute, where let's say Shor is the mute karka. Chad is lemiute avodim, right? It's interesting here we need a separate miyut for avodim. Before we said avodim are compared to karka, didn't have a chance to really to work on it. But therefore, one is coming to exclude avodim. Chad lemiute shtaros. One is to include things that don't have intrinsic value, such as loan documents. And salma, and the last one, which is garment, is lemiute davar she'enim esuyim. Now here's a huge machlokus rashi and tosos. Raja says, what does it mean a davashan masuyam? Something that does not have a simonim. We're going to learn about Metziah. You lose something, you can claim it back, but it has an identifiable object. So it's something that does not have simonim. That is what Salma is coming to. Generally, a garment has identifiable objects that were made, tailor made for each person. So, anyways, that's a davar masuyam. So now, the Gemara, point, the Gemara points out. That, so now, so Rashi seems to be saying that something without simonim, you don't pay kefil. So Taz says, what are you talking about? If you steal something from someone, who cares whether it has simonim, it doesn't have simonim, you stole from him, you should have to pay kefil. So, so what does Rashi mean that that davar she'enam asuyim, all right, on davar she'enam asuyim, on something that, uh, that there, there would not be kefil. So the, the achronim of Mazbir, the Mephoshim, I think the Meiri might say it in Rashi too, that the pshat over here in Rashi is that since Salma, it's not necessary for any specific item to be excluded from the laws of Kefal, because Shor, Chamor, Seh, excludes already whether it, it has to be intrinsic, it has to be movable, all those things are included from uh, Avadim, they're all included from the first three. So what is Salma coming to, uh, to exclude? So it's not coming to exclude a stand-up case of where something was uh, watched by a person and he claims that it was stolen. That's not what it's coming to teach me. It's talking about a situation where a person found an item. Somebody found an item, Adam saw that he found it, and they told the owner. The owner goes to him and says, I want my item that you found. And he claims that it was stolen. He claims that it was stolen. Tontan is Ganov, 
by an avad, a case of avad, a case where there was really a lost object in Aveda, and he claims the owner who's now, and, and so it says that, and that would be in such a case, if he swears, so normally he would have to pay K full as well. But if it's an item that does not have simonim, then he doesn't have to pay K full. Why doesn't he have to pay K full? He actually doesn't have to pay Karen either, because if it does not have simonim, then what? He would not have had an obligation to do not to return it. So if he doesn't have an obligation to return it, even though he lied, he said it was stolen, doesn't matter, but you cannot make him pay careful because there's no intrinsic obligation to begin with. That's the way you learn. So Davish Anamasuyam is like an extra case. What do you need it for? It's not needed for the regular case of a shomer claiming something was stolen. It's for a person that found it and claimed it was stolen. If it's a Davish Anamasuyam, it doesn't have simonim, there's no din careful, even there's no din carrot in that case as well. That's how they explain Raj's chat over here. Excuse me. The guy who finds an object, it didn't belong to him before you're saying? Yes, but it was found without simonim. So even though... So why, would a guy, why would a guy who finds something that didn't belong to him say it was stolen? I, mean, how do you I, guess, I guess he feels uncomfortable saying, I don't want to give it back to you. Right? At the end of the day, he legally doesn't have to give it back. He doesn't want to say it, so he says, I don't have it anymore. And so he said it was stolen from him. Oh, I understand. Yeah. I don't understand. All right. Now, um, now I'll call Aveda. Now, uh, the last clause... Right, the, 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 la, the last, the first call to place, I'll call Varpesha. I'll call Varpesha, we said that's a reboy to include everything, even birds, everything included. Shor of Hamar, Seva, Salma, we just said what it's coming to exclude. Now, the last clause for any case of loss, I'll call Aveda, that's the last clause. So we're not dealing with it as a cloud brought to cloud. So what's that last clause coming to, uh, 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 to teach us? I'll call Aveda, that's. Uh, it's coming to teach me Abba's ruling. What did Rabbi Abba teach me? This actually fits according to what he said, uh, according to Rashi, that when it's Tantana's Ganav Ba'aveda, it's a case where you found it and you're claiming it was stolen. Now, the, the clause before said that if it has no simonim, you don't have to pay bachlal. But how do you know that you have to pay kaful for such a case? Maybe, maybe you just pay keren. How do you know you don't have to pay kaful? That, uh, that, I'm sorry, how do you know you do pay kaful? That is what that, I'll call, uh, uh, I'll call Aveda, according to Rabbi Achia Bar Abba, Amnav Yochan, that's coming to teach me, that last, last clause is telling me that if it was a case where you found, I'll call Aveda, it was a case where you claimed it was stolen, but you found it, it was an Aveda, it wasn't a case of a Shomer, that too, if you, you, you swore that it was stolen, and this is a case where it has simonim, which means you would have had to have returned it, and you swore that it was stolen, you will have to pay kefal in such a case. That's what the last clause is coming to teach you. Meshalem as the Pazuk says, Shenem al that he states that uh, it was stolen, that's, what, actually, you know, that's the case we're talking about, uh, that you have, you have to pay careful. All right, that's, so now we've basically said, explained the Pshat now Mishnah, how does our Mishnah know it applies to all items based in inanimate, not animate? Alkol Varpesha is coming to teach me a reboy. Everything except for the few things that we were excluded is high if you have to pay careful. Now again, let's not forget, again, this is not talking about a stand-up careful scenario. This is talking about where a person was given an object, or at the end of the puzzle, we found an object and claimed it was stolen, and then he himself was found to be the Ghanav. You have to pay Kefal. In such a case, he has to swear falsely, and then he has to pay the Kefal. Now, Tanan Hossam, 
We learned over there. Okay, this is uh, later on. Kuvav, Kuches, Sech Shvurs. What does it say? So uh, Ruvain had given Shimon something to watch. So Ruvain comes back to Shimon and he says, Where is my item? I want my item to watch. Where's my item? So Amalei, Avad. So in this case, Shimon doesn't claim it was stolen. He claims it was lost. Mashbiach Ani. So Ruvain says, well, it's true you're a Shomer Chinam and you can claim something was lost and not have to pay, but you do owe me an oath. So Mashbiach Ani, I make, uh, you uh, swear that that is what happened. V'amar Amen, and Shimon said Amen, which is accepting on himself the oath. Then Aedim Eidim also Sha'achlo come along Aedim and say, Shimon didn't lose it. Shimon himself ate the item. He consumed the item. He used the item. He stole it. So Meshalem is a Karen. Now, in such a case, you do not pay Kefal. Because this is the point that we're going to be learning from this, uh, the Mishnah over here. The Mishnah is teaching us is that you're, in order to be Kefal, you have to claim it was stolen. We give you the status of what you claim. If you claim it was lost, that's not, uh, that's not a Ghanav. You don't pay Kefal when you claim it was lost. But if you claim it was stolen, then you're the Ghanav, then you have to pay. Even though when you claim it was lost and you're the Ghanav, you don't pay the Kefal. That's this case we just learned over here. Because you ha- you're defined by the claim that you make. So now, so then Mashalim Karen. Now what happens if it wasn't Adim that, uh, that, that proved that he swore falsely? Comes Yom Kippur and he admits on his own without Adim. So there the Torah gives him a, ta- a kapora. He pays back the Karen. He gives a Chomesh a fifth. Plus he also brings a carbon. If he admitted without Adim showing that he was lying. So Hodal Piatmi, Pidam himself, so Mashalim Karen, he pays a Karen, a Chomesh, the, the principal pass a fifth, for Asham, and he brings a carbon Asham. Now, next part. Let's say again, Reuben asks Shimon, Reuben gave Shimon a, 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 an item to watch, and Reuben comes back to Shimon and says, Hey, Chantikdoni, where is the item I deposited by you? And Amarlo, in this case, Shimon says, Nignav, it was stolen. So he said, I make you take a vow. So Amar, Amen. And Shimon said, I swear, I accept the oath. Now, Adam show up and say, here's the one that stole it. He used it. He is the one. He is the thief. So now, and that's the case of Tashlume, that's where Kefal is paid. That was basically Al-Kol Varpesha. That's the passage we learned, that where the Shomer claims it was stolen, and he's the one who stolen, you pay Kefal. Now, hold on. Uh, let's say the Adam didn't come and say he claimed it was stolen but Adam didn't come and say that he swore falsely he himself admitted that he swore falsely now the point that's making over here is that's a case of motive knas when you admit in a case of a penalty what's the ruling if it's done without Adam you're course to admit because of Adam but you did it on your own you don't have to pay the kefals you just have to pay the keren in such a case Mishalem Karen, and because you admitted, you also add the Chomesh and the Asham as part of the Kapora, the 20% plus the Karban Asham as well. Anyway, what do we see from here? The takeaways, Ktani Miat, Beton Tanas Ganav, you see concerning the person who claims that it was stolen and he himself was the one that stole it, Mishalem Tashlume Kefal, you have to pay the double payment. But if you claim not that it was stolen, you claim that it was lost, even though you're the guy who stole it, lo mesham Now, uh, in the second point we see from here is that even if you claim that it was lost, 
Let's say you, cl- I mean, you claim that it was stolen. And before you could be adjured, before you could be taking an oath over it, witnesses came and said, you stole it. You would not pay the kefal. It's only because you swore. So therefore, so therefore, but if the aid would have shown up before he took the oath, that is what the Bryce says. So that's different than regular Ghana. Regular Ghana, he's stole, he doesn't have to take an oath. You stole, ate him, show up, you have to pay kefal. But by towing Tanis Ghana, which was a shomer, where it came to him in a heter manner, in order to create the iser that's going to result in kefal, it has to be through a false oath. If the false oath was not made and all he claimed that it was stolen without the oath, he would still take care and would not be the kefal. So two points that are being made here. Number one, it's only if it's torn down as ganav. You have to claim it was stolen, not that it was lost. And number two, it's only with an oath do you end up paying the kefal. The Gemara wants to know, how do we know what is the basis for these halachas in the psukim? Where do we see in the psukim that, this, the, that, that what the Mishnah stated is in fact the halacha? So now the more brings down the following brysa. Now the pasuk that we're going to be dealing with over here is a pasuk, pasuk vav we had in, 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 in Shmos and in Mishpatim. We, already, we mentioned it before and that is talking about uh, by a, 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 the pasuk says that the pasuk says if you give somebody uh, uh, vessels or uh, a money of vessels to watch it was stolen from his house, all right? We stolen from his house. If the ganav is found, Yishalom Shnaim, he has to pay a double portion. Now, what we're going to clarify over here, is this talking about where it actually was stolen and it results in kefal? Or is it talking about where he claimed it was stolen and it says when the ganav was found, who actually is the ganav that was found? He was the Ghanav and he has to pay kefal. That's what we're going to have to clarify. It's going to be a machlokas how to learn the Pasuk, Pasuk Vav in Perk uh, Beis and Mishpotim. Now, in Yamatsa Ghanav, now the Bryces suggest that Tontan is Ghanav because of We're not talking about that an actual Ghanav was found, not a new Ghanav. Who was found to be the Ghanav? But Tawantan has got him. He claimed it was stolen and he was found to be the Ghanav. Ask the Bryce Atta Omer, but Tawantan has Ghanav. How do you know it's talking about a case of Tawantan has Ghanav? Maybe just simply the red, it means a Ghanav was found, not a case of Tawantan has Ghanav. Maybe some of the Ghanav himself. Because we have the next Pasuk. I believe it's the next Pasuk, right? Imlo uh, Yamatse. Yes. Right. If the Ghanav is not found, then he's brought to the it's the Dayonim, it's not Kaddish, it's, 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 it's some of the judges. And he has to, uh, we're going to say it actually means he has to swear that he himself did not take it. But it says he has to be brought there to determine if he himself took it. But over there, uh, that is since the second pasuk, we're going to see exactly how we know that pasuk. But since pasuk Zion is talking about a Tolentine as Ganev, so the first there's going to be two versions. The first Brisa holds that means that the first pasuk, which from pasuk Vav into Zion, also is talking about a case of Tolentine as Ganev. So therefore, so therefore, since over there in Loyamatzah Ganev, it's talking about the Tolentine as Ganev. 
All right, have the Omer, that's Baton Tanas gone, and we'll see how we know it's on a case where it was a claim of Gneva, Hakazmadaber. So therefore must be the first Basak in Basakov is also talking about a similar scenario that it's not talking about a Ghanav actually stole it, but he claimed and he was the one who stole it. Now, Tanya Idah, we have a second Brisa that disagrees with the understanding of the first Brisa. It says, Im Yamatsa Haganav, same Pasak. If the Ganav will be found, the Ganav Atma Kazmadabra, this Bryce understands it's actually talking about a Ganav, that if he claimed it was stolen, and it was right, somebody actually did steal it, and that person is found, and that's the person who has to pay the Kafel for stealing it. Now, Ata Omer, the Ganav Atma, the Bryce asks the same question. How do you know somebody Ganav himself has stolen? Or Aina Elabatana's Ganav? Maybe it's talking about there was a claim of Gneva, but it's actually the Shomer is the one that's stolen. So now this Bryce learns exactly opposite. Since the next Pasuk, Pasuk Zayn, that says, Imloya Matza Haganav, we'll see exactly how we see from there, but that's the one for sure, Toma Tonitanas Ganav. So if Pasuk Zayn is Toma Tonitanas Ganav, then why do you need to have another Tonitanas Ganav case? Must be to Pasuk Vav, he's actually talking about a regular Ganav and not a Tonitanas Ganav. So therefore, Kashu Omer, Imloya Matza Haganav, Harei Tonitanas Ganav, Amor, that's what's being discussed in Pasuk Zayn, Hamani Makam how do I establish Pasuk Vav? Imyamatza Ganav, the Pasuk and Pasuk Vav, Imyamatza Ganav, the Ganav is Found, that must be the one the Ghan of Atzma, Cosmodaber, not a Torah Tainas Ghanim. So we have a Machlokas, and we're going to see the ramifications of the Machlokas. The first Bryce learns both Pazig Vav and Zion are referring to a case of Torah Tainas Ghanim. But according to uh, the second Brysa, since Pazig Zion is talking about Torah Tainas Ghanim, Pazig Vav is talking about a regular Ghanim. But what we see that they both have in common, Pazig Zion, which says that in low. Uh, if the Ganav is not found that he's brought to the that the 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 Shomer is brought to court that he didn't to make sure that he didn't steal it so that Pasuk is clearly both of them both of them agree even though it's not clear in the Pasuk itself but they both agree that that's talking about Tonitana's Ganav and the one's going to want to know now how do they both know that that is also talking about Tonitana's Ganav not a regular case of a Ganav so one says like this Ktani Miyad um uh, it was a place, Cosmodabra. Uh, the Kula Alma, everybody, Miyad, nevertheless, learns that second Pasuk, a Pasuk Zion, in Loya Matzah Ganav, is clearly talking about a Tontanus Ganav, a Cosmodabra. My Mashma, how do you see in the reading of the Pasuk that it's talking about? I don't mention anything specifically being a Tontanus Ganav. So, how does everybody agrees Pasuk Zion is Tontanus Ganav? Why? So, I'm a Rava. Because, like this, the way to read the Pasuk is, in Loya Matzah, if you do not find, what do you mean you're not find? You're not find it to be what he claimed. What did he claim? He claimed it was stolen. So what did you find that it was not what he claimed? You found that it was not claimed by another person. What did you actually find out that what? That it was actually stolen? By the custodian. By the custodian himself. Like he said, that was stolen, Ganvo. He himself was the one who stole it. That is what it is referencing over there. So, therefore, that's the only machlokas we have is that since Pazik Zion is telling Tanis Ganav the way we read it. So, how do you know? So, what do you do with Pazik Vav? The first one says, since Zion is telling Tanis Ganav, Vav is also telling Tanis Ganav. The second way of learning, since Zion is telling Tanis Ganav, must be Vav. He's not talking about telling Tanis Ganav. Now, but one says like this there were two points we mentioned 
in the Mishnah before that we're trying to bring. One is that a Tolentan is gone of pays Kefal. The second point was that it is with a Shvua. Now, how do you see in Pazik Zion? It says he's brought to the courts, but how do you know? And then he has to pay Kefal where he himself was on the Ghanav. How do you know Toma that he made a Shvua that was a false Shvua? Where do we see that in the Pazik? How do we know that a shvua is that it, that we pays careful when he took the oath to Sanya? Because we learned in the Brisa, the pasuk says in pasuk Zion that he's brought to the courts. Leshvua. The Brisa says that that what does it mean? He's brought to the courts to do what? To take an oath. So we're talking about that he did take a false oath. Omer How do you know that that's what it means? Maybe it means he's brought to the courts to adjudicate. How do you know it means it was an oath? Oh, ain't no Ella Ladin. Maybe it just means he's brought for the for the for the adjudication of the case. So I'll tell you how. Because the Pazik says that he's brought to the court to determine if he himself stole it. That he take it, was he the one who took it? That's what it says. He t- was brought to the court. Now, that's what uh, we have a few psukim later when it discusses, this is the Shomer Chinam. Later on, it discusses the Shomer Sacher. Now, there are cases where Shomer Sacher also is exempt for Onsim. Lightning hits the animal. But there are cases where he himself is exempt. Certain cases he has to pay. But the point is, the owner also over there makes him take an oath to swear that he himself didn't take the animal. It's okay, it says over there, Now there it says explicitly, the Pazak says uh, uh, that, that uh, 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 where's the place? Does it write, doesn't it? It doesn't bring down what the Pazak is there. Um, doesn't bring it down. I don't have the whole Pazak in front of me, but the point, uh, the point over there, it says that he has to swear so that the swear that he himself did not steal it. So since over there it says Shalach Yad, the Melech associated with an actual Shvua, so just as over there it means a Shvua, here too by the Shomer Chinah when it says that he's brought to court to make sure that Shalach Yad, the it also means specifically with a Shvua. So therefore like this. So Nehmer Shlichus Yad Lamata, later on by Shomer Sachar, but Nehmer Shlichus Yad Lamala by Shomer Chinah. So Ma'ala Halan, just as over there by the Shomer Sachar, read explicitly says he has to make a shvua avkan it also means bishla, uh, uh, with, with, with a shvua as well so basically we've shown that the second pasuk zayin is talking about a torrentine as ganav when there is a shvua then there is kefal now says the more like this we have a machlokus here the first brisa learned pasuk vav and pasuk zayin are talking about torrentine as ganav the second uh, brisa learned that pasuk zayin is torrentine as ganav Pasuk Vav is talking about a straight up case where it was stolen from him, actually was stolen from him, the guy has to pay careful, but not that he himself was, it's not a Tontanus Ganov case, but it's a case of a regular Ganov stolen from him. Now ask the question, question. In the first case that you described, when you say the Pasuk Vav is referring to, it was just stolen from him by somebody else. So we're talking about the Shomer has it, is it a Shomer Hinnom or does it matter? No, it's, it's, the case is a Shomer Chinam because the Shomer Chinam gets off the hook himself from right. a but The so, guy who stole so, is going to have to pay careful. Okay, and, right. and then the, in the case where... Both, both of them are Shomer Chinam, both and Zion. Are both Shomer and, and, but, but in Zion, we're saying this is the case where a guy claimed he was stolen. He claimed was, he's the Shomer Chinam. He claims was stolen to exempt himself off the hook and he swore he pays the careful. 
because it was found out he stole it in the end. Right. Now, the Gemara, let's see, the Gemara is going to ask now on both of these opinions, uh, going back and forth. So I understand, if you're telling me, Vav is talking about where it actually was stolen from him. Zion is talking about a case where he claimed it was stolen from him and he's found to be gone. I understand why you need two scenarios to psuk him because they're talking about different cases. One is talking about there actually was a Ganev and he pays Kefal and why he's talking about the Shomers uh, that he turned on his Ganev and he pays Kefal. But that's why you need both psukim. So therefore, Heiner Dechsivi Trey Croy, that's why I need both Sukkim. Eleman to Amr Travai, but Tonyan But according to the first Brysa, that they're both talking about Tonyan Asganim. So Trey Croy Lamali, why do you need to have two Sukkim back to back that are both talking about the same scenario? You have the question. Right? Yeah. Right. So, the, so what we're saying in the, in the two Bashik to the same scenario, they're both saying the Shomrachidam stole it. Yes. And he has to make K for why? Why do you have to do that? So Moana says, this is actually what the point of what we said before. What it's coming to emphasize, the double, the repetition, it's not redundant. It's coming to emphasize that a Shomer Chinam is only going to pay where his claim was that what? It was stolen. But if he claimed that it was lost, even though that also would be a false claim with an oath that would exonerate him. But where there he's found out that he actually stole it himself, he would only pay care and not pay careful. So that's actually supporting the second point of what we had made in the Mishnah before. That's why it gives you a redundancy. Got it. So one says like this. So Trey Kroy Lamali, why do you have to be both Sukkim? So Amri Chad Lemitan Tainas Avad uh, one is there to exclude where it wasn't a Tontanus Ghana, but it was a Tontanus Avad, where he claimed that it was lost as opposed to claim that it's stolen, he would not be paying the Kefal. And that actually was the point that was being made before. We had had before, we had a statement, who was it? We had made, uh, we had made the statement in the Brysa that you have to have A, that there has to be an oath. And it has to be a Tontanus Ganav, not a case of a Tontanus Abad. And now we've shown how we see that from the Psukim. But now the Gemara asks like this. According to the opinion that they're both talking about Tontanus Ganav. All right? So I understand now one of them is redundant. And to teach me that you're not Chayv Kefal if it was a Tontanus Abad, the claim was lost. But according to the opinion that one is needed for a regular Gneva and one is needed for Tointanus Ganav, so there's no redundancy. So how does the second Brysa know that you're exempt from Kefal where you claim that it was lost? That's the question. You with me, Adam? So Laman the Amar Chad Beganim. According to the opinion, it says Chad Beganav, One is talking about Ganav. The Chad Ganav, right? So therefore, but according to the opinion that says that, that Vav is talking about a regular Ghanim, Zion is talking about Tarantanas Ghanim, the Lum Miyater, there's no redundancy, there's nothing extra, it's Avad, so the, the rule that you exclude a case of Tarantanas Avad from Kefal, Minole, how do you know that? Uh, Simona says, I'll tell you how, because the Pazit uses an extra hay. It says, Imatse Yimatse Haganav. It says Haganav, the extra hay. Why is it saying Haganav? To emphasize that it's only a claim of Ganav that results in Kefal and not what? Not a claim of? Uh, I'm not sure. One's Ghana from Steve and the other one... Avad. Not a claim of Avad. None of it was lost. Only if it claimed that it was stolen, not a claim it was lost. So therefore, Miganav Haganav. Now the one says, okay, so let's go and ask the other way. So Laman to Amat Travai B'Tontanus Ghanav. According to the opinion for Bryce number one, that both Tzukim are talking about Tontanus Ghanav. And the redundancy teaches me Tontanus Avad. So according to him, why do you need the extra hay? 
So therefore, the miyit later in Tanis Avad, so Ganav Haganav Mai Darish Bay, what do you need to learn out from the extra hay? So Amar Lach, so he'll tell me, teach me something else. It's coming to teach us the rule that we learned earlier. We had it also earlier in the Sechta. He learned like this. We had it, I think yesterday. That if a person claims that it was stolen, not only does he pay careful, but if he himself shechted, was a, it was a, she, a sheep or, a, or, or a, an ox or a sheep, and he shechted it or he sold it, he also has to pay dalad vehei. That was a machlok because we had before. How do you know that? So he says, because it says haganav, the extra hay teaches me, he, had, he claims that it was a, stolen, he has the dinim of a regular ganav. The dinim of a regular ganav is not only does he pay careful, but he could also end up paying dalad vehei. So according to the opinion, the first b'risa, that both are talking about Tontanus Ganem, and therefore that's how I know Tontanus Abed is Potter. I don't need the hay to teach me that. So, what does the hay teach me? It teaches me the Chibra Abba Rabbi Yochanan's halocha that you're high of Dalad Vehei as well as Kefal if you're Tontanus Ganem. So, therefore, so the, according to uh, that, only Amr- applies, that only applies if it's an animal, correct? You're right, it's a shorter set. It has to be an ox or a sheep. So therefore, he slaughtered or sold it. Now the Gemara asks again. So okay, that only works if the hay is extra. But if I was using the hay like the second brisa for Tantanus Avad, so how do I know that you're high for Dalad the hay like Rabbi Yehuda Avram Yehudanon? So man, the Amr Beganav, the Chad Chad Beganav, the Chad Tantanus Ganav, the High Ganav, the Ganav Avke Lemiut Tantanus Avad. We already used it. Hey, it was used already to teach me Tantanus Ava that your potter from Kefal so how do you know so Amalach he says it's a hekesh the fact that the Torah puts together the laws in Pazik Vav of Tantanus of a regular Ghana together with the laws in Pazik Zion of Tantanus Ghana the Torah is juxtaposing the two why is the Torah juxtaposed the two to teach me just as there's Dalad Vehei by a regular Ghana there's also Dalad Vehei by Tantanus Ghana now we're going to see that the one is going to bring this svara down a little later, and the one is going to say you can't learn that logically. You can't say logically because a tontan is going to pay, regular going to pay careful, and tontan is going to pay careful. Therefore, just as a regular going to pay dalad vehei, so to a tontan is going to be counted because there is a pircha that you could you could say that logic is not uh, clear because by tontan is going it's only if there's an oath. A regular Ghanav doesn't need an oath. But the other more saying is, that question, you can't ask that question. That's only if you learn after a Kalvachomer or a Mamatsinu. But here he's saying it's a Hekish. If the Torah put the two together and wants you to learn one from the other, you can't ask a logical distinction because Amy Shivan al Hekish, you don't ask questions like that on a Hekish. So let's see it aside. So Mara says like this. So therefore, Amalach Hekeshahu, the Amy Shivan al Hekish, and therefore, you don't ask a logical distinction when it's an actual Hekish. When it's a man made comparison of Kalvachomer, Homer, Mamatsinu, then you can ask that Kasha. But since here it's telling you the Torah put the two together, so therefore you can't ask that Kasha. All right, let's just finish up. Just to explain it, uh, Hekish, when you say the Torah puts together, you mean they're. Yes, side by side. when the Torah puts two things together, right? Pazik Vav next to Pazik Zayn, Tontan is Ganav. Then you can learn one from the other without asking any, any distinction in logic between them. Okay. All right. Um, all right, you know what? We'll stop over here, Adam. Thank you. Have a great day. You too.